0: Welcome to From Beer to the Bible with your host, Urban Lee. Each week, you'll hear stories from Urban's road to sobriety and steps you can take to help you or a loved one find healing through Jesus Christ. Now, here's your host, Urban Lee.
1: Welcome. And we have some very special guests with us from the men of Nehemiah. But as I always do, I want to anchor us in scripture and then I want to say a prayer. Today, our scripture reading comes from Ephesians 5. Verse 15, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. And I think this scripture really brings to mind the men of Nehemiah and their work that they do. They are not only helping men recover from drug and alcohol addiction, they're teaching them wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. That's a great calling and honor from the Lord, our God. Let me say a prayer and get us going. Father, we thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love, your long-suffering and compassion towards us. We ask that you bless the men of Nehemiah, spiritually, mentally, physically, and financially, Father God because the work that they are doing is so important. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I want to have Tyrone and the Colonel, and you guys will know soon why he's the Colonel. I want to have you guys introduce yourself and talk a little bit about the men of Nehemiah, and then I want you guys to share your personal testimony which I've heard both of them, and they're outstanding and such an inspiration to not only myself, but I believe it'll be to all of our listeners. I want to know what the Lord has done for you. Yeah,
2: I'll start us off. Hello, everyone. My name is Tyrone Jolly. I'm the president and chief operating officer at the Men of Nehemiah. been with the ministry since April of 2020 and Really a blessing to be with the organization. Uh, a long journey there. i a Los Angeles native, uh, raised in a single-parent home uh, during a very violent time in the history of the city. Uh, didn't have many options uh, after high school. It was fast food or the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thank the Lord I had a distant cousin at Bethune-Cookman University and, uh, very late in the process, was accepted there, went out there and, and just was really able to grow and blossom and, and started to, to get to know the Lord, uh, during my time there, historically black college owned by the Methodist Church. Uh, lots of twists and turns from there, um, really professionally focused and trying to climb the corporate ladder and, and, and do the things that I thought, uh, I should do in, in society, uh, but doing them absent the Lord and, and experiencing all the, the sort of uh, the pain that comes with that. Yeah. And so through a lot of frustration um, that, that, that brought me closer to the Lord, um, got me to the point where I started to seek out what he wanted for my life. Mm-hmm. As opposed to him blessing my plans, uh, turn my eye toward what he was doing around me. And so I moved to Dallas about three and a half years ago now, and really became serious about making the transition from corporate America to more mission focused work, I have a younger brother with significant mental health challenges, and he's been in and out of the healthcare system, homeless. Now he's involved in uh, the criminal justice system, um, and it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. And so I wanted to turn my focus to helping folks like my brother and, and helping other families learn from the lessons that our family had to learn the hard way. And so through through being involved with several uh, nonprofits in the Dallas area, was introduced to the men of Nehemiah and uh, the stories of the men they're dealing with addiction, but a lot of the same sort of outcomes that my brother is experiencing. And yeah. and so I, I knew that I could play a role in helping their lives to be better and, and using the skills and experience that the Lord blessed me to to obtain to really help shape and continue to grow the organization. So, so blessed to be a part of the men of Nehemiah.
1: Thank you for sharing that, Tyrone. And I, I can relate. Coming from corporate America, I always thought my purpose was to be successful in corporate America, right? Really having recovered from alcoholism myself, that was a pretty self-centered goal I had, right? It was all about me. And the wonderful thing is through my alcoholism, when I started to serve others, is a wonderful thing happened, right? When I took the focus off myself and put it on serving others, God healed me of my my alcoholism, right? So I, I think that's a wonderful testimony and thank you for sharing. Now, Colonel, what what we got? Let let us oh. hear. Bless us. Erwin, I wanna thank
3: you. Yeah. Thank you for having <laughs> us here today. And I would uh start with the men in the AMI is a nine month residential substance abuse treatment facility. Mm-hmm. Man, we we have some of the best God-fearing counselors, I believe, in Dallas. What we've done is we've combined uh, those counselors that love God. We combine that with a military structure,
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, and we're exclusively men. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you something. We are unabashedly faith-based, blood of Jesus Christ, redemption, that God himself in that desperation, Will hear us and change our lives. We take those three components and we put them together in a regimented uh, nine-month program, mm-hmm. and uh, that's who we are.
1: And and that is outstanding. When I look at addiction and alcoholism, and I'm going to use my own personal experiences. When I got to the very end of my addiction, I had no discipline. I had no good habits, and when I, I'm going to say, discovered you all, and I'm on the website, and I'm doing all my research, and I'm like, whoa, they have discipline, military-like discipline. And I don't know if most addicts and alcoholics will share this with you, but that's one of the things that is missing from our lives, right? And when I saw that you guys had that, I said, I got to call them. I got to support them because the mission is so powerful. And I I think your your website and your videos do you a great justice. But there was nothing like when I came down to see the operation. And I'm greeted by these young men who were greeting me with energy, love, respect. Which is so missing in today. Yes, sir. No, sir. Cleaned up, polished, and looking like man, that, he couldn't have been a drug addict or an alcoholic, right? Because that's not what you guys look like, right? Amen. And I, always, I will
3: tell you this. I will tell you this. Yeah, It's, it's, it's ironic that our niche clientele, treatment today is expensive. You yeah. can run 30, 40 grand every 28 days or more. Mm-hmm. Our niche clientele are men that are homeless, mm-hmm. that are on the streets, or either a, a chronic relapser that's been through treatment a number of times and maybe the family's given up. So when 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 you reach that bottom, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's ugly. Yeah. But those guys that you see polished and looking clean. See, we talked we talked this morning, Irvin, about the gift of desperation. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And, 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 and that's who we serve. That's who God has given us to serve. And there's a, I I guess I'll at some point tell you my testimony, but that's my testimony. Mm -hmm. I stayed out too long. Mm -hmm. I had given myself no discipline as you're talking about. And finally, the proverbial prodigal, I came to myself Yeah. and, um, yeah, that's who we serve. That's our niche clientele.
1: Well, you know, I'm not going to let you off the hook. You got to give us your testimony. Give it to <laughs> us because what I love about when you tell it is powerful, right? I see the light of Christ in you. And what we know our listeners need is they need love, they need faith, and they need hope. Amen. And that courage to come forward to say, I need help, but I heard Colonel on telling his testimony, and if he can make it, I can make it. So, go ahead, share that with us.
3: Sure, sure. Again, thank you. You know, I, I did tell God. I, I want to say this for a second. First, I told God if um, after twenty some years of being an addict and turned into a street addict mm-hmm. and then out of the penitentiary, I told God if you if you clean me, if you take this away from me. I would tell my testimony everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you for the opportunity. But, um, I, I was born in Tour Rosier, France, military brat. Uh-huh. Yeah. My dad was in the, um, in the army and he was, a um, <laughs> he was a Pentecostal pastor. Mm-hmm. And so, um, eventually we, I mean, we moved everywhere. We settled in new Orleans, Louisiana, and, uh, dad had his church and, um, you know, I was—I I guess I was a semi-normal kid, a, a band band nerd. Mm-hmm. But my father became—I'm an only child. But my father became a, um, a a colonel. I mean, he actually enlisted and went to Fort Steele, Oklahoma, OCS, and he became a, up the 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 officer rank. And so um, that's my three badges that I always start off with. I'm a preacher's kid, a PK. I'm a military brat
0: mm-hmm.
3: and I'm an only child. So I, I guess I was set up to be all <laughs> the bad or whatever we called it back then. But, um, as would have it, um, uh, yeah. Band nerd, did pretty decent in school, just had no identity and, um, ushered into, um, partying in high school and post high school and just, um, partied like it was 1999. And, uh, yeah, I started drinking there. I started smoking weed. and You know, I always, uh, for so many of our believers' kids, what ends up happening is that we see our parents as perfect from a child's perspective, and that's what they present to us. And then you find out, I think one of the greatest mistakes sometimes parents make, they our children need to see us as flawed. And they need to see our striving and our healing. And without an identity, man, I got to college, and I was in the band, yeah. Southern University, 1978. I was one of the baddest baritone players you ever wanted to see in your life. And could dance. I mean, man, I um, let some guys convince me. hadn't drunk a lot at all, but some there was Mad Dog 2020. Mm-hmm. And they had it in these little pouches. And I was like, uh, sometimes when you're at the beginning of your addiction, you can get anything free. And I was, I said, "Man, give me some of that!" And they started giving it to me, yeah. and I'm as green as could be. And it seemed like their face was lighting up watching me drink, and I wanted more. And I, Irvin, I got on that football field, and uh, you know, back then, the uh, uh, historical black colleges that marching band—it was all male, just energy, woah, I felt so alive. I felt like I had never felt in my life. First time I ever had a real buzz, and I was like, oh, my God, I want to be like this Mm -hmm. all the time. And I kind of walked through that threshold. And for more than 20 years from that moment, I've been an addict. Um, School had no, I was in school for four and a half years. I might have a handful of credits. The party became my, it became my, or feeling, chasing that feeling uh, became, and it just, uh, fast forward, it just was a long, long dark addiction. My parents had to let me go, but they never gave up their faith. And in the late 80s, early 90s, my father started in New Orleans, Louisiana, out of his little church, Living Witness Church of God in Christ. He started the Men of Nehemiah on a shoestring budget, and basically it was just uh, help my son get clean. Um, What what he knew, he knew the military and the discipline of it. It was something huge for a poor black man in Louisiana, you know, in the 50s. So uh, he knew the military and the discipline. He knew the power of Jesus Christ. And he had learned that there were some some maladies that needed to be addressed as far as the wounds, and you needed counselors. Mm-hmm. And so he started it based upon those three things, and eventually that's what got me clean, addressing those three areas of my life, just what you said earlier, like mm-hmm. discipline, stuff like that. Ironically enough, you know my parents my parents never got to see me clean and so. They both died. One behind the other. They had been together, I don't know, forever. And Katrina brought me to Texas. Mm-hmm. This is crazy because I ended up, my pastor at the time ended up in the church, the Church of God. They had a campground in Weatherford, Texas. Now they ain't got but five brothers in Weather. That's it. If, <laughs> if that, maybe. If that. <laughs> <laughs> and so. We moved to Weatherford, man, and it just seemed, it ended up being a really solid town for us. You know, my little daughter was having to go through metal detectors to go to school. They had, Weatherford had a great ISD, and man, me and my wife, we, we, we bought a home there. In mm-hmm. our life, God just blessed us, and she, you know, she was a nurse. You know, God blessed her and in and just moving up and I was in construction and God blessed me. And um um she had a brain aneurysm. We were laughing and talking one evening. She needed to go to the hospital. We went to the emergency room and she never came out. And um it it just I was just like God didn't I I was just crazy scared, crazy desperate. I knew that there was a call. I mean, I've been through so much. And if I was honest, I was scared about what was going to happen next. And I just fell back on Jesus. Right prior to her passing, I had, in the word of God, I had different um, visions. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I had a music background. And all it was, man, I'm not going to, I'm a charismatic at heart. But it was nothing magical. It was just men singing. It was just men singing. And I followed it. I, I followed it. And three days in a row at a high school football game, my daughter, was she lost her mother, so she still danced in the, in the Weatherford Bluebells,
1: mm-hmm. the rules.
3: So she danced. So I saw this guy at that football game that I saw when I first moved five years earlier to Weatherford. How you doing? And we waved saw that man god is my witness or uh, when i saw that man at walmart that saturday and mm-hmm. we did the same thing hey how you doing in kohl's on Sundays. now i know what you're thinking what are you doing in the store like that but it was so it was so weird and i finally asked him in Coles. i said what do you do man you following me you know we laughing joking yeah oh white guy and he goes I pioneer new ministries and I have ministries in 66 countries and I'll never forget that moment. And I just began to weep. I was tripping right there in, in, in And I asked him, would he come to my house? Um, he said, sure. son." And he came to my house. He became my mentor. Mm-hmm. I told him what God had told me and that God has me in the middle of a lot of grief. I'm still tripping on it sometimes. And, I would go by his house several times a week, and he started to believe. He said he was going to find me a mentor, but he called me one time from Bangladesh. He said, I'm going to be your mentor. I told him what I wanted to do, and he brought me to different, uh, sent me to Houston, sent me to San Antonio, and finally one day he dropped me off in Dallas. I think Roger McCaslin was going to see some bankers, and when he dropped me off in South Dallas, it reminded me so much of the holes that I used to crawl out of in New Orleans. And I say, this is where God wants me. That was 11 years ago. And um, we started the Men of Nehemiah. It saved those guys. Um, addicts saved my life again. Mm-hmm. They saved my life. They helped me with my grief, Helped gave me something to do, gave me purpose. And we're grateful for that.
1: That is one of the most powerful and, awesome testimonies that I have ever heard and I have heard you tell it before but I was sitting on the edge of my seat again because you know in your own life when we're in the midst of our trials our tribulations I like to call them storms right these storms and it just feels like it's real heavy like no one else is going through anything, and you feel so alone, and then you hear a testimony like yours, and I sit back and I go, okay, I've been through some things, but the things that you have been through, and to come out on the other side, it's like you are living, breathing, walking, joke just from the things that you you have gone through. And I love when i when I think of people, I always try to associate you with a scripture, right, and for me you're you're romans eight twenty eight right mm-hmm. all things work together for good, for what those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose, Amen. and you're called and you love the lord the The thing the Lord gave me. The other day, the word was, I was thinking about all these things, all these things, right? And he spoke clearly and he said to me, you have me, that's enough. And when I think about the testimony you gave throughout everything you went through, you said something very powerful. Man, I just leaned on Jesus, leaned on the Lord. So that is so powerful And as we wrap up this segment, we're going to talk more on the other side. We're going to talk more about the impact that the men of Nehemiah is having on the entire Metroplex. Because what you're doing is not only changing men, but by changing and helping those men recover, we're saving families and generational families. So that's powerful. So, we will talk more on the other side.
0: We'll be back with more of From Beer to the Bible right here on the Word 100.7 FM. Finding addiction help is intensely personal, and the differences in options may not be immediately clear. Hampton Ministries was founded with the intent to provide people struggling with substance and behavioral issues with guidance to find the best environment for their well being and recovery. Our main focus is to help those who use drugs and alcohol to break free and learn to cope with life circumstances. Hampton Ministries provides a rehab welcome kit to provide crucial resources to make their journey a success. Utilizing Lonnie Hampton's principles of character, work ethic, and selflessness, participants learn to hold themselves accountable. We want to help each individual obtain the life skills necessary to live a happy, successful, sober life. If you or a loved one is wrestling with substance abuse and needs help finding treatment or to donate, please visit HamptonMinistries.org. That's HamptonMinistries.org. Welcome back to From Beer to the Bible. Here's your host, Irvin Lee.
1: Welcome back. And we're going to pick up where we left off with our great friends from Men of Nehemiah. We're going to talk to Tyrone a little bit and let him give you some more information about the Men of
2: Nehemiah. Easiest way to find us is at our website, themenofnehemiah.org. We also have some easy ways for you to donate if you'd like to support us there on the website. Uh, Also, some ways you can send us a message, communicate if there are other ways you want to support the ministry. We have teachers and mentors and so forth. So we'd love to connect with you that way. We're also very active on social media. Uh, You can check us out on Facebook, the men of Nehemiah Instagram as well uh, at men of Nehemiah. And then uh, check out our YouTube channel. uh, Some great videos of our clients and the men out worshiping and, and just really giving back to the Lord for all that he's doing as a part of their recovery.
1: That's outstanding. And I want to end the show by saying there are great causes out there, but for my purpose and my passion, When I sought them out and said, they, they didn't know me. I just showed up and said, Hey man, I want to come down. I I see you guys are doing something great and I want to be a part of it. And I got to tell you, I volunteered for other, tried to volunteer for other organizations. They wouldn't take my call. So thank you guys for taking my call. And we're going to continue next week more with the men of Nehemiah. Thank you guys. And I want to leave you with this. The love, I love you. The faith is in Christ Jesus. And the hope is found in the Lord our God. May God always richly bless you.
0: Thank you for listening to From Beer to the Bible with host Irvin Lee. To learn more, visit frombeertothebible.com. There you can catch past episode podcasts and find other resources. That's frombeertothebible.com.